Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Your Time with James Sweetman. I'm James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. If you have listened to the episodes over the last few weeks, you'll know that this month has all been about career. Uh, I started a few weeks back with an episode to acknowledge my 20-year anniversary since leaving the corporate world and my secure company role. And that has expanded. I hadn't necessarily planned it, but it's expanded into a sequence of episodes, which if they had a theme, it would be career fulfillment. And that's the topic I want to explore head on this week, career fulfillment. And in particular, I'm going to share six criteria that I believe have to be present for us to have a sustainable level of satisfaction from our working lives. Before diving in, I want to acknowledge new listeners to my podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining our little online community. Speaking of community, if you'd like to receive my monthly e-zine and you don't already get it, be sure to visit my website, jamesweetman.com, and just follow the link to the Join the Community section on the site. I can't believe that that e-zine is now being distributed for the last, I think it's 180-odd months, roughly going back to the year 2004, so it's far, far older than this podcast uh, series. But let's get back to this week's topic of career fulfillment. I know from first-hand experience the difference between career achievement and career fulfillment. A few weeks back in episode 69, I spoke about leaping from the corporate ladder, the ladder that I had climbed, having achieved plenty of career success with each rung scaled. Uh, But back then I was far from fulfilled in my career. Of course, there's that famous quote attributed to Confucius. You know the one, find a job you love and you will never have to work another day in your life. Well, from my experience, that is perhaps career fulfillment. Let me give you another take on the difference between achievement and fulfillment when it comes to our careers. The former is about achieving a goal, reaching a milestone, ticking a box. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It's about applying our skills, our willpower, our energy and time to a series of tasks or projects or carrying out the responsibilities of a role or a function and being remunerated or compensated for this investment of ourselves. And that remuneration is most commonly financial. Salary level, of course, is a way of keeping score, of measuring success. Over time, generally, as we mature, though, this career success can begin to feel a little hollow. We will be motivated to seek the next hit, the next milestone to match our expanding expertise and experience. Sometimes our ego needs a little polishing too, especially if we are in the habit of comparing ourselves to others and their so-called progress. Of course, we can also be motivated by fear, fear of losing what we've achieved, including how we perceive others are viewing us and our career success. Many people I work with in a coaching capacity have achieved plenty of career success, but they come to me because they feel they are still missing something, something deeper, something more rewarding. They're fed up with the daily grind, even though that has served them well. Now, here's a question for you. Have a think about this one. What would bring an artist more satisfaction or fulfillment? Seeing their painting sold and the money in the bank? or the process of creating and painting that piece of art? How would you answer that one? I think most people would say the latter. 
you know, the creation, the painting of the piece of art. Most satisfaction comes from that creative process, the act of doing. Sticking with this analogy, achievement is selling the painting. Fulfillment is the joy of the process. The satisfaction that comes from exercising your skills and talents in a way that lights you up. When working with clients in the area of career, I usually ask them, you know, from a career perspective, what do you want? And good response that they'll say or write on the flip chart might be, well, to be happy or satisfied at work. And then I'll follow that up with, well, what would that entail? What would be some of the ingredients? And more often than that, it's initially a blank face or the marker doesn't move across the flip chart page. You know, it can be challenging to delve that one layer deeper. So, of course, that question, what do you want, is back to a core coaching principle. Otherwise, you know, how do we know we're moving in the right direction or, you know, harnessing the power of law of attraction to support us if we're not clear as to what it is we want? So anyway, enough of the preamble. Let's dive in. What are some of the foundation blocks, the key ingredients in career fulfillment? Well, here's what I've discovered. Now, these are in no particular order. At different times, we might place different emphasis on different criteria or factors that go to the heart of career fulfillment. Maybe with one exception, the last one I'll share with you. So I'll, I'll build up a sense of anticipation. The last one I'll share with you for me, I think, is the most important. But they all, of course, have a role to play. The first one I'll take you through is that of job security or stability, or we might use the word certainty here. You know, as well as job security, we also seek appropriate remuneration for our efforts. You know, some level of certainty is also necessary so that you're confident enough to carry out the main functions of your role. So receiving adequate training to do your role well would also fall under this heading or this criterion. Of course, in times of economic challenge and great uncertainty, like what we're experiencing with COVID-19 at the minute, all jobs are less secure. You know, and the nature of people's changing roles, you know, because of that, it's completely natural to feel greater levels of anxiousness. And that's a topic we've explored a number of times in recent weeks. I often think in these times of economic or societal uncertainty, a good manager will attempt to help his or her team through a period of change by providing signposts of certainty, you know, by keeping staff up to date as to what's happening and to at least demonstrate that they care about their team's welfare. But of course, unfortunately, not all managers have the will or the ability to do this. So sometimes we have to, we have to do it ourselves. Here's a few questions for you to ponder under the heading of job security, stability, certainty. Uh, what do you know for sure about your current job? What do you know for sure about your current job that perhaps you don't want to acknowledge? Are you certain of the criteria that you need to meet to be successful in your current role? Are there any areas where you need greater clarity? So they're all questions that help us get a sense of greater security, stability or clarity in, in, in our current roles, because that's something that we all need. The second factor involved in sustainable levels of satisfaction at work or career fulfillment that I've discovered is a sense of variety or challenge in what it is we're doing. You know, variety is what keeps things interesting. If you're doing the same tasks day in, day out, you'll soon get bored. For many people, part of the problem at work is getting stuck in a rut 
where they come in and they do the same thing over and over again. You know, get your enthusiasm back by doing things differently or at least seeking to do things differently. You know, making an effort to challenge yourself. Perhaps it's taking on more responsibility or attempting something you never thought you were capable of doing. You know, even if your responsibilities don't allow for much flexibility, maybe it's our attitude that can change. Here's a few questions for you to ponder in this area of variety and challenge. How could you bring more variety into your work? Are there projects or initiatives that you could get involved in? Extra responsibilities you could volunteer for that might simply just enrich your role? Or how could you complete your tasks in a different way or demonstrate a different attitude towards the same tasks? Most people at work have the mindset that they will only do what they are paid to do. And of course, that's fine, you know, uh, but having such a restrictive view of work and responsibility rarely leads to sustainable job satisfaction or enrichment. Now, of course, I'm not talking about working for free or taking on other people's responsibilities. But if you're bored doing the same thing at work, perhaps letting others know that you're willing to try something new is a logical first step. Remember, you cannot expect others, co-workers, managers, or the organization to change. It starts with ourselves. The third critical area within career fulfillment, as I would see it, is good working relationships. Now, we all know we don't really work in isolation, whether it's with clients, customers, colleagues, managers, stakeholders. You know, we work and we achieve with and through other people. So having good working relationships is vital. Um, And I often think to evolve in your career, it usually means evolving some key working relationships as well. Here's a few questions for you to ponder. You know, who are the key people that you need to have good relationships with at work? That doesn't mean you necessarily like them, but you might have to work on having a, a sustainable professional relationship with them. What relationships are not what they could be? What actions do you need to take to enhance key working relationships? Are there any conversations that you've been avoiding? What can you do to expand your network of contacts? Is there any person that you think would be useful to get to know or to get to know better? On the topic of working relationships, of course, we all get on with people we get on well with. Uh, It's not that we need to get on with all the people all the time. But if you are a regular listener to this podcast, you'll know a few weeks ago I did uh, an episode on how to improve a working relationship with someone who you view as difficult. Um, So if you have some challenges in that area of working relationship, scroll back down through the series of, of episodes and maybe tune into that one. So we're into the second half of the criteria for career fulfillment. Number four is feeling valued and appreciated. You know, we all like our work and our efforts to be acknowledged. Effective managers, I often feel, are good because they give good feedback. And by good feedback, I mean both positive and constructive. Unfortunately, there are still far too many organisations out there who operate a negative feedback system. You know, the ones where you only hear something if you did something wrong or forgot to do it. Irrespective of the levels of feedback you receive at work, Uh, it's important that we're able to assess our own levels of performance. So here's a few questions that maybe encourage us to give ourselves a little bit of acknowledgement and appreciation. So at work, how do you know when you do a good job? 
if you weren't getting feedback, how would you know you're doing a good job? How do you create positive results for your organization? At work, what are you just good at? What would have to happen for you to feel more valued and appreciated at work? And in that area, what's within your control? As I say, feeling valued and appreciated is vital to us. If we don't feel valued at work, we'll simply be miserable. Not feeling valued or appreciated is one of the main reasons why people leave roles. Also, in the absence of feedback or recognition for a job well done, it's easy to slip into negative emotions such as cynicism. You know, we'll all try to feel better about ourselves. And sometimes the only way we can do that in a negative environment is by fueling the fire because we end up gossiping or running down the, the company and the management and colleagues, you know, in an effort to feel better about ourselves. The fifth vital ingredient in career fulfillment, as I would view it, is learning and developing. So like everything in nature, we're either growing or dying. Uh, learning and developing at work is not just about t- attending training courses. It's having the attitude that is conducive for learning or upskilling. You know, sometimes I'll use the phrase, it's hard to fill a cup that is already full. Or sometimes it's what you learn after you think you know it all that counts. So here's a few questions to maybe stimulate your thinking in this area of learning and developing. How could you be more open to learning at work? Are there any courses or additional qualifications that you could sign up for? What would you like to study or upskill in for the pure pleasure of doing it? Do you know of anyone who you believe could possibly be a good mentor to you? What books can you read that will inspire or add to your knowledge? And of course, sometimes with learning, it's not true formal study, you know, so therefore the question, what can you learn from simply observing colleagues that you admire? That can stimulate our thinking too. By furthering our education, not only do we gain new skills and knowledge, it also demonstrates that we're someone who is willing to invest the time and energy and sometimes money, you know, to advance our our careers. You know, others will see you as someone who is self-motivated and determined. You know, it it lets others know that you're interested in career as opposed to simply clocking in for work and picking up a pay packet. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if we're talking about career fulfillment, there's this there's this other layer to it. So before I share the final and perhaps the most critical element within the recipe for career success and career fulfillment, uh, let's go through a quick recap of what we've covered so far. Uh, Within our careers, we're looking for an element of role security and that to be balanced with sufficient variety and challenge to keep things interesting. Uh, We also want good working relationships and we also want to feel valued and appreciated for what we do. We also want the opportunity to continue to learn and grow and to develop new skills within our role as well. You might recall from a few weeks back, back in episode 69, I was meeting so many of those five criteria within my role in financial services as customer services manager within an insurance company. But I was meeting all of them, but I was still very unhappy. I would go so far as to say that I was miserable at work, you know, because there was one key component that was missing. And for me, this is the the icing on the cake, as it were. 
So the final ingredient in the recipe for career fulfillment is meaning and purpose. Now, meaning and purpose can be viewed in two ways. Firstly, it's important that you see how your role fits into the bigger organizational picture. You know, we all want to feel that our job has meaning and impact. So in some roles, this is obvious. You know, in a simple example, imagine you work in a supermarket stacking shelves. You know, you can see that your job is a vital part of the customer service process. If you don't stack the shelves, there'll be insufficient products for people to purchase. In other jobs, your contribution may not be as obvious. You know, if you spend your day processing documents on a PC, the importance of your role in the bigger scheme of things may be unclear. You know, and if we're feeling, if we feel we're doing something that is pointless, we're never going to be satisfied at work. But the second and perhaps more vital way of looking at meaning and purpose is in connecting your job to your wider life goals, your dreams, your talents. You know, as we grow older, we want to see that we are having a positive impact on others and on the, on, on the world around us. You know, we want to be we want the world to be a better place because we've been in it. When I was working in the insurance industry, that was the piece of the equation that was missing for me. And obviously within society, society has insurance. I was a, a cog in that wheel, but it didn't speak to me at a, at a personal or at a meaningful level. You know, I could see the impact my role was having on the company's bottom line, but it did not bring me a sense of meaning and purpose. This is a a topic, of course, that we could speak on far longer than, than this episode itself. But let me share with you a few questions that might just stimulate your thinking here and maybe open a door to a greater sense of meaning and purpose at work. Uh, so if you think of your current role, what is the purpose of that role? Why is your job important? Of course, if we don't view our role as being important, it will be very difficult to connect with a sense of motivation or satisfaction. How could you be of more service to others, whether that's your co-workers, colleagues, uh, the customer? You know, for me, that element of providing service without being servile is a vital component within meaning and purpose and, of course, career fulfillment. Why is your job or your career important to you? How could you view your role in terms of making positive contributions to those around you? So there you have it. Hopefully this week, as in previous episodes, I've given you some food for thought, maybe some questions to reflect upon, some distinctions, some insights that are benefit of, you know, are of benefit to you in your life and in your career. When we think about the world of work, you know, some people just have jobs, something that occupies them. Others have something that compels them, something they really work at, something that preoccupies them. And of course, true career success will tend to fall into the last category. Um, so thank you for tuning in. As ever, more information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my website and across the social media platforms. And if you think you know of someone who might benefit from listening in to this week's episode, by all means, pass my details on to them. Until next week.